Hey everybody, welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Leidman, and I'm joined with none other than... Laura Leidman. Each and every week, we take a movie from our past, and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our high praise of classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. Are, are you okay? My new chair is a bit rollier than my old chair, and oh. I keep kind of like moving without intending to move. Okay, when you said your name there... I normally ask how you're doing, but I feel like how you said your name told me everything about how. No, you're doing. I was just like, "Oh, there I go." <laughs> okay, well that's good. <gasps> yeah, it's uh, the wheels are a little more loosey goosey. Yeah, I took apart your old chair today, and the wheels were covered in filth. So that's probably why they were not as easy to move. It did not move. roll very much at all. No, versus this chair, which is... It's like on butter. Yeah, it's because well, that's a newer chair, and it's cleaner. And it's so. a fancy chair. It is a fancy chair. It's not as fancy as your fancy gaming chair that you don't use for gaming, but I mean... Well, hey, I, I needed a comfortable, fun butt seat. You know, something that's a, nice for a my butt. A butt rest. A butt rest. Nice butt rest. And I got one. But, I mean, that chair... That chair was the same chair that I used as my old office chair because we raided my office for a well, whole bunch of things. Well, technically, you bought stuff from your not quite office manager because the company itself has decided that remote work has been working wonderfully. Why keep paying for an office? So we, you guys are permanently working from home. Right. But considering I paid $250 for over $1,000 worth of stuff, I would say that I raided them. Yeah, that's fair. So... Don't tell anybody where we live because they'll come try and get that stuff from oh, us no. for free. Oh, no. And your PS5. What have I? No, don't tell them about that. <laughs> what have you done, woman? Well, you started it. <laughs> but you're good. You're, you're. I am good. I'm I'm tired. I because uh, we record these a couple weeks early, obviously. But today I achieved a pretty big health goal for myself. I was really proud. So um, I, I dedicated myself that I was going to do yoga every day for the month of January. And I did it. Yeah. And I also went for a jog every day for the month of January. Yeah, great job. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm also tired, but that's because I was carrying around chairs all day. Yeah. yeah. you. I would say you had a good workout today, too. Yeah, I definitely did. But I had a good workout every day this month. But we're going to do our best. Try and keep the energy no, high. No, I'm feeling good. I, You know, that's one of the biggest difference I feel from the start of the month to the end of the month is how much better I feel overall. Well, that's good. But as I said, we're going to try and keep this energy high. And how better to do it? Then with a high octane action film, or was it? <sighs> we'll see. This week we will be talking about Batman, which originally hit theaters back in 1989. Vicky Vale. Bruce Wayne. And what do you do for a living? Lieutenant, is there a six-foot bat in Gotham City? Nice outfit. I have given a name to my pain. What are you? I'm Batman. Where did you get those wonderful toys? My life is really... Ah! Complex. Winged freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> well, you know what you could have done? Do, 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 do. Like Batman, you know, like the old 60s Batman. Oh, no, I can't do that. Because, like, for me, I understand that for a lot of people, it's not a Batman. Yeah. Is like the Batman song, but for me, it's the Danny Elfman music, right? Because of the cartoon and Batman Returns. Not Batman, but Batman Returns, which we'll get into. But anyway, as we take a look back, June 1989. Oh, hon. Oh, Oh, bright and sunny stuff to start off the day. So when I was like June 1989, when I was plugging that into Google, I'm like, why do I feel like this is a big deal? 
Why do I feel like this is all right? So June third, the beginning of the Tiananmen Square massacre. Mm. Woo! Sounds like fun. No, no, not even a little bit. No, that's a good one straight off. But for us Canadians, June fifth, Toronto Blue Jays Sky Dome Stadium opens. Yay! And they lost to the Milwaukee Brewers five to three. I remember that. I remember that they lost in their big home opener. I, I also remember that. You think Milwaukee would have just been like, just give them this one, guys. Yeah, it's their first time. Come on, guys. Well, it's not their first time, but it was the first time in the new stadium. Yeah. Yeah. There was a streak when I would go to Blue Jays games for years where every game I would go to, they would lose. I'm pretty sure that's most seasons for most fans. Of the Blue Jays? Yeah. Yeah. Of a Toronto team. Of a Toronto team. Fair. Fair. (laughs) So I'm going to say this one to you and see if you get it. Because... Besides Tiananmen Square, not a ton of stuff actually. Like some stuff, more deaths happened. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna leave those off. Tiananmen Square overshadows them, and there was a few like bigger ones. But like Tiananmen Square, was like, you know, one of the biggies. June 18th, John Wayne Bobbitt marries Lorena Gallo. Mm. Ring any bells? I remember where this one goes. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't for a few more years that they actually made the news. But interesting that their marriage itself was enough to be historical historically important yeah so i remember that story when it came out i remember that and then he went on to do pornography which is like wow do you remember the movie that he did no it was called franken penis no yes i didn't do too much googling on this because technically i was using my work laptop uh, I, <laughs> I, was I, like, I feel <laughs> i forget i forget how like how i know that because i've definitely not seen or it shows at any point in my life to seek mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. Franken penis. Okay. But yeah, it's it's Franken penis. And then on June 29th, mm-hmm. Susan Lucci loses the daytime <laughs> Emmy Award for the tenth time. We got another one. We got another one. Woo, 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 woo. We need like a Susan Lucci buzzer or something. Yeah, like a what do they call him? A sting? A stinger? Yeah, what's what's the what's the show? She's on Days of Our Lives. I don't even know. Isn't it Days of Our Lives? I think it's We've Day- done it. We've talked about it this many times. How do we not know it? What show she's on? Yeah. It's, what was the other? There's Days of Our Lives. And what was the other one? General Hospital? General Hospital. There's oh, also All like, My Children. Oh, she was in All My Children. Oh, and, and there's also The Young and the Restless, which is the only one I know because my dad used to watch Young and the Restless all the time when I got home from school. My neighbor watched Young and the Restless because Young and the Restless is the one that's got Victor, right? Victor Newman. Yes. Yeah. And my neighbor loved Victor. There was... Oh, I forget who there. One of the shows is is like the sister show to Young and the Restless because there's a character for a long time. I don't know if like, I have not paid attention to the show in years, but a character from one show ended up on the other show, and then they would cross mm-hmm. over. And it was because she was like hiding, like she like faked her death and like <sighs> escaped, and then. I, get, I don't know if it was like she got recast. Like, they're not recast, but she got cast on the new show. And people are like, you know, that's the, that person from this show. And then they're just like, let's do something with it. Or if they, they had that plan from the beginning. That I do not know. Do you know there's over 4,000 episodes of All My Children? Nope. Well, you do now. Oh, let's catch up. We'll watch everything. Oh, God, no. The thing that I always thought was interesting about soap operas is that they're basically a show that happens in real time. Yeah, they're yeah. weird, right? Like, it's like the only show where it's like, oh, okay, 10 years happened. Well, 10 years happened in the show, too. Yeah, it's it's crazy that they went on. And, like, honestly, soap operas, I don't know if you know this, but the reason they're called soap operas was because they started out as soap commercials. I did know this. Yeah. On radio drama, for radio. Mm-hmm. Like, and they, they, the commercials themselves, the storylines got so popular that they became their own dramatized. dramatized. <laughs> Dramatizations? Dramatizations mm-hmm. of stuff. And they, they're radio dramas and they moved into TV. There's, wow, Young and Restless is still going. And there's over 12,000 episodes of that. You know what, though? I feel like anybody who's listening to this podcast for Batman does not want to hear us talking about soap operas. So speaking of Batman, should we get into the box office? Yeah, let's do that. So 1989, we actually had quite the litany of what I remember being good movies to watch. First big movie of that year, like big, big movie blockbuster was Indiana Jones and the Lost, Last Crusade, mm-hmm. which actually set the highest weekend of all time at $33.9 million at the time. Mm-hmm. Then it was Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Then another sequel with Ghostbusters 2, a sequel, Heavy Summer. Mm-hmm. But then... 
Batman swung into action at number one with $40.4 million, breaking Indiana Jones's record for the highest weekend of all time. Two weeks later, it was beaten by Lethal Weapon 2, another sequel. I know Batman's not an original property, but it's like, I know people complain about there's nothing but sequels now, but like, look at that year. Like, that was, oh my God, that was like 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the same thing was still happening then. So, I mean, really, what's old is new. It was the number one in-year domestic release at $250 million. Look at that. Biggest movie of the year, followed very closely by Indiana Jones and then Lethal Weapon 2. Is that the first time we've picked a movie that was the number one movie of the year? Because I know a lot we picked that are in the top, like, top three and stuff. But I can't remember if we picked one that was the number one You know, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like it's a kind of a mental. When I was writing this, I felt like it was kind of a momentous thing to note. Mm-hmm. So well, there you go. There you go. So <laughs> shall we speak on our memories of this movie? I will allow you. I, I I concede the floor to you, sir, because I would like to hear your memories of the of, Batman. Of Batman. Well, the Batman. So 1989, June 1989, I was five years old which is not quite it's fair not quite it's four <laughs> four and three quarters or no no 11 12 11 12 so i was the prime age to be excited about batman well i'd say the prime age to be excited about batman is about three to 99 fair but as a kid right kids yeah. like batman kids so like batman. i was of a prime age to be enjoying batman so thinking back to that time I remember I had the Batman cereal, which was, if I remember, it tasted like Captain Crunch, the Batman cereal, but like less like cut up your mouth, like eating broken glass, the feely. That makes sense. Wait, the Batman cereal was less like that. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it wasn't as the hard. The Batman one would be harder because it's Batman. If it's not batarangs. Batman. Well, they were little batarangs, but they weren't like cut your face up. I don't know. The Batman cereal. I remember. I remember loving the Batman cereal. I remember being sad when they stopped making the Batman cereal because obviously it was a promotional tie in. Mm-hmm. I had all the toys. I had the Batmobile. I had the Batwing. I had Joker. I had a different Joker who has a he- who had a helicopter because it was original. There was a first Joker that they made. And then the second one that had a little helicopter and you sprayed his face and he had like normal face. And it like melted away, like the scene in the movie where he gets the water splash. Oh, so it was like color change. It was a color change, yeah. And they had, I had Bob, I had Bob the goon. Wow. And my parents bought both my brother and I our own Batman because we could not. Oh God! Of course, we could not share Batman. So we both had our own Batman, and despite all of that. I could not tell you when I first saw this movie. <laughs> you know, and you probably watched it so like when you were so young, you wouldn't remember it. Like that's fair. That's yeah. fair. So. So, I mean, like I remember I remember this movie. I remember it very well. I've seen it many times throughout my life. I would say I probably like we have it on we had it on VHS at my parents' house. We I I bought it for myself on on DVD. I've never upgraded to a, a Blu-ray copy or anything like that, but I mean, it's I've still watched it a bunch of times. So yeah, it's it's a movie that I've I've remembered fondly throughout the years, but I, it's been a while since I've seen it because again, DVD. So I think I think if I remember correctly, you've only seen it once and it was probably the last time I watched this movie on DVD. So okay, let us discuss that. Okay. Because I don't remember okay, I so as I said at the top of the episode there. Batman Returns and I are very familiar. Yes. I have seen Batman Returns Many times I had tons of Batman Returns toys. I had this like Barbie sized Catwoman toy that I don't think was technically a toy. I think it's supposed to be like a collector thing, but I loved that thing. I played with it all the time with my Barbies because she was always the coolest one because she was Catwoman. I thought Catwoman was the coolest thing ever. I've seen Batman Returns probably at least once every other year. I would say averaged out over the span of my life since that movie came out. I honestly, I said to you, I was like, I'm pretty sure the only time I've seen this movie is with you. And if that is true, I was not paying attention when we watched it because every moment of this film was unfamiliar to me. So I kind (laughs) of think I haven't watched it before. Really? 
like either that or I was very engrossed on my phone when we were watching it the first time. So because I that does seem like you. The, and you I'm only not watch. I'm you only pay it. attention to films when we're watching them for this podcast. Well, I gotta. It's like the ADD thing. I gotta be doing something with my hands. So I honestly don't remember watching this movie before, but I very much went in expecting something very similar to Batman Returns, and I love Batman Returns. Like mm-hmm. I, everything about Batman Returns is like Chef's kiss. Mwah, love it. It is one of my like favorite superhero film it's my favorite batman film mm-hmm. and i know people are like oh dark knight and i'm like no you're wrong you're batman, batman returns batman is the returns. best one okay i've always said that michael keaton is my favorite batman mm. but entirely based off batman, oh, returns. batman returns you've never seen okay well as you say you don't think you've seen so like when, when people are like oh i really like i don't know who's most people i guess would say christian bale most people probably would yeah and I'm some like, people like ben affleck best some people are wrong. Have you seen any of the movies where <laughs> no, Batman is played by Ben Affleck? I haven't seen any of them. That's maybe what I thought. people will like Robert Pattinson best going forward. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. But yeah, I feel like me saying that if I have watched this film, I don't remember it at all. I'm sure if our friend of the show, Dave Baldwin, is listening, he's probably going, what's, 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 what's wrong, wrong with, with that woman? Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly don't remember ever seeing this movie before. <laughs> <laughs> I I felt like I was going to be watching a much different movie, but not like so because it's still obviously a Tim Burton movie in the ni- or the the late eighties. Yeah, like, I I've seen most of Tim Burton's movies up to about two thousand five. So I mean, none of that was a surprise, but the overall plot was very much like because obviously I knew going in, it's Jack Nicholson Joker. Yep. Harvey Dent is there, but he doesn't Harvey Dent out. No, he doesn't two face. And there's Batman. And I I knew from Batman Returns that Vicky Vale was in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about all I knew going in. Not even Alfred. You didn't remember. Well, I knew it was the same Alfred. Yeah, I, like, that's fair. I knew it was the same Alfred. Um, but yeah, this was like watching it completely blind interesting that should provide a very interesting commentary on the i feel like especially since the movie you've definitely seen many times as you said Mm -hmm. so shall we get yeah let's let's get into it i want to know what your first thoughts are then well my first thought was actually watching the film what because i and i knew going in that Obviously, Jack Nicholson was the bigger store, star, store? star, star going yeah. in. And I knew that Tim Burton had fought for Michael Keaton to be Batman. Yeah, because a lot of people were like, you can't have Mr. Mom be Batman. Because yeah. that's really what he was. He was known for comedies at that point. Yeah, and like Beetlejuice. Which is really funny. Was, it, was he that even out when he was officially cast as Batman? I don't, I don't know if it was, but there's definitely a moment in the movie where he goes full Beetlejuice. Is there? Yeah, it's, it, it's the scene where... Where he confronts Joker as Bruce Wayne with the fire poker. Where he's like, you oh, want to yeah. get nuts? Let's get nuts. And I'm like, wow, that was very Beetlejuicy. Yeah. And see, I love Beetlejuice too. And like when I was like, oh, Jack Nicholson has top billing over Batman. Yes. Which is like, and you were like, well, yeah, he's the bigger star. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And I, I feel like, yeah, people love Batman, but I feel like. That right there should have been the tip off that this movie is much more of a Joker movie than it is a Batman movie. The other thing about that I I found about this movie, too, is it also like it's hard to imagine now as as people who grow up in, in the modern age of the big movies are superhero movies. This movie, I the the whole way I was watching it, I'm like, this movie, the way it's done is it's explaining people who, to people who Batman is. Yeah. Because at the time, most of the people who have who will be watching this movie wouldn't really know Batman. Well, to be fair, that's that that's not true. Like they, outside of like, oh, that's that that's like Superman with the underwear. Like they probably Well, because th- remember Batman the TV show with Adam yes, West would yeah. be really popular with like parents of kids. Like mm-hmm. that was a very popular TV show. Like people know who Batman is, but they might not have any interest in what Batman is about as yeah. a person. They know about Batman, but they don't know about Batman, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, 
Like, look at, I, I would say my mom falls into this category very well. Like, she loves, she, she's the reason I love Batman Returns. We watch that movie all the time. We'd watch it, like, every Christmas. I remember watching it on the, this tiny little, little tiny TV we got that came with an old RV camper that we had. And we watched it on that on the RV. So, anyway, because we had it on VHS. But, like, she would be that perfect audience where, like, she likes the Batman movies. Doesn't really care what Batman's about. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. I feel nope. like, but going, like, watching it from the start, I'm like, because, and that was one of the other, so he had to fight for Michael Keaton and the budget wasn't very big. No. So for like, if you were to hear anytime after, I guess, 2006, that a big comic character, not some stinko character that people don't care about from like Wildstorm comics or something young blood the movie yeah like that's gonna get no budget but like if if they decide to make i'm trying to think who's even left who's left that hasn't had a a movie that's like a really big superhero but anyway you know what i mean i was about to say ghost rider but that's not true (laughs) i know that's the first one that came into mind too right and i'm just like that's not they're just they've all been done all the big ones have been done so anyway, but to hear like, oh, they're making a, they're rebooting Iron Man and he's only going to have a $20 million budget. And you'd be like, that's going to be crap. Mm-hmm. So like this movie obviously doesn't have a big budget, which at the time a superhero film was a huge risk yeah. for a studio. Now it's like, the only you got su- a Batman film? All right, here's $200 million. Yeah. The, the only su- successful superhero film was Superman. Yeah. Well, and Superman too, I think. And then three and four people hated. Yeah. Yeah. So like this would be, a, you got a, a director who's known for like Beetlejuice and Frankenweenie. Yeah. You've got a comedic family comedy slash Beetlejuice actor, but then you got Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And so like, that's, that's really the name draw at mm-hmm. that time is Jack Nicholson. So obviously they put him first, but even then, like I said, like that was like the first hint that like, the more this movie went on, I was like, this movie is a Joker movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's very much you've got when it's dealing with the Batman universe of things is mostly about Joker. But when you're dealing with the Bruce Wayne side of things, it's a romance. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's much more like the stuff with Bruce and Vicky Vale. That is much more of like a romance plot. And I would say Michael Keaton does a great job with it. Like I was kind of like Bruce Wayne, but like <laughs> you were swooning for. for but like, he Wayne. seems like, you know, like he does a really good job of being like this, like tortured billionaire who like loves this beautiful young reporter. And I'm like, is this Fifty Shades of Grey? Fifty Shades of Batman. There you go, right? But when it's the stuff about the actual super high, super hide, superhero side of things, it's a Joker movie. And that's the other thing this movie does that I didn't realize they did either is they give Joker a backstory right off the bat. It's not like every other, well, save the Joker movie and the man who laughs, but it it gives him a big backstory. And that's like never been done because like the whole idea of the Joker is he's just this anonymous wacko. Yeah. Whereas this Joker is somebody. But you want to know something else I know off the top? Those two muggers who were like on the roof of the base, like, oh, did you hear he threw a guy of a five story building? It's like, oh, are you sure? He's like, yeah, he threw. He's dead. Yeah. Like, well, they established in this universe quite quickly that this Batman has he, yeah. no problem. No problem killing people. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, oh. I mean, uh, I've played my fair share of Batman video games. He kills people. Like, let's be real. Yeah. No one's surviving some of those combos I threw. This is this is true. Just to, to tag up on your comments before, Batman and Joker screen time. There is a 15 second difference Are you between serious? Batman and Joker. Joker has 15 seconds more screen time than Batman does. Now, well, to Batman be fair, or Bruce Wayne, like co- to be combined. fair, I I'm looking at this. It doesn't not state specifically. Well, it says it says Batman Bruce. Okay, has 32 minutes, 30 seconds of screen time, and Jack Joker 
has 32 minutes and 15 seconds of screen time. So Batman has more, actually. Batman has slightly more screen time. Crazy, because I felt like... It I didn't most, seem like it, right? No, but like, that's one of the things I really did enjoy about the film was the performances across the board mm-hmm. were great. Like... I like I said, I fully believe Michael Keaton as like tortured billionaire who's got like a secret who's falling for this girl. I I believed her as like, you know, that was one of the things about Kim Basinger, though. I didn't realize it was Kim Basinger first, but in every scene, she looks like a different person. Yeah, like she's got a completely different like outfit and well, like, well, no, outfit, no, but, but like, I mean, like her hair is done differently. But like, yeah, even her face looks different. She's a like a chameleon she always is in some scenes she looks like a very like i i don't know like what you'd expect like some beautifully young french woman eating a baguette on the streets of paris because she's wearing a beret possibly but like it's just she looks different in every shot which is crazy but like i i felt like everyone in this movie did a good job with their performance like yeah, that, that guy Knox, he he was really well cast. Like everyone, mm-hmm. but like Jack Nicholson was just thrilling to watch in this. Like mm-hmm. he's maybe that's why it feels like it's a Joker movie through and through because he basically run like he captures your attention every second. Every he's on screen. second he's on screen, I was like, that was entirely my focus. He did a great job in every scene, even when he was dancing to Prince. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of Prince. There's a lot of Prince Which in this was movie. So off. It took me out of the movie. The Prince? Entirely both times. Really? I just didn't like it. <laughs> we didn't even listen to Bat Dance. It's in the credits. Didn't. didn't. We just, listened to Party Man. And then it, it, the future. Trust. trust. That's the other song. Yeah. It, neither song fit the aesthetic of the movie mm-hmm. in Anyway, and I'm pretty sure I read that Tim Burton said the same thing. He's like, I like Prince. I like Prince's music. Does not fit the movie. It is not well utilized in this movie. So I agree. Not not good. But Mm -hmm. like, but even when he was dancing around to these Prince songs that were not well used, I was like, but I, I've always like, and, but who doesn't, right? If you, it's like, if you said anybody, it's like, oh, do you, you appreciate Jack Nicholson as an actor? It's like, yeah, of course. He's Mm -hmm. fantastic. It's like, who's going to say no to that? Yeah. So it's not like I'm like, oh, no, no, but I love Jack Nicholson as an actor. I'm like, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. So, like, but you're right. He he steals every scene he's in in the best way. He You can't take your eyes off him, but he he is just one of those actors who is thrilling to watch on screen. I'm sad he's retired. Yeah. And it's weird that he he also pulled like a Sean Connery where like the last movie he did was like this crap movie that nobody liked. I know. Let's just pretend his last movie was The Departed. There you go. <laughs> that movie's fantastic. That's, that's the last movie I saw him in. So Same, let's go I think. with that. Yeah. One thing actually that I really liked about with also Jack Nicholson, but also the Joker in general, is like how everything about the Joker, from his men to the way his men act to the way he acts, is like a cartoon. Yes. Part of me was like, this is really wacky. But wait, it's the Joker. So, of course, it's wacky. Yeah, like, the, like that's the whole point. Like, when, when they attack the museum mm-hmm. and they escape in the Batmobile, Joker's cars, like, his his men are chasing after them. And they're just shooting in every direction. Which, like, like, just, like, 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 it would be, a, like, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. Because I remember Bugs Bunny cartoons where there's, like, a, a like maybe he's, like, in a, a western town. And there's like a cloud of guns being fired into the air. And I'm like, that's exactly what that is. It's exactly. Yeah. it's a, This is a live action cartoon. And they capture the dark brooding bits of Batman. And they balance it with like the cartooniness of the Joker. And it neither one overpowers the other mm-hmm. into a way that it makes it like unwatchable or anything like that. Yeah. And like, well, they, they say it best in The Dark Knight. It's it's a, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Like, Joker is chaos. Like, yeah. that's what he's all about. He is just chaotic in every way. And Batman is rigid and sturdy. And, like, the, that's why they make... They are, like, the ultimate comic hero protagonist-antagonist, like, duo. Mm-hmm. Like, if you... Like who who is a bigger like 
who who would you say has a more one their history is super long like mm-hmm. to be fair but who who has a better balanced out which is crazy because like you think batman brooding guy who dresses up like because it depends on your version of batman too but he could look very much not cartoony and still be batman or mm-hmm. he could they could go really cartoony with it, like the big ears and everything and make him much more like cartoonish but still he's very like dark and like brooding like you said and his arch nemesis is a clown Mm -hmm. and it works it works really well Mm -hmm. and i would say as much it does in this movie as well like it's it's a like you said it's a great balance one thing i will notice about uh, the joker and being cartoony um, when we were watching it this is when i really was like i i don't think i've actually seen this before Mm -hmm was the scene when he is at the plastic surgeons and he's like, mirror, oh, yeah, yeah. Mirror. And he smashes the mirror and then he laughs and you see him. And so I'm like, this isn't spoofing something else, is it? And you were like, no. And I'm like, this is, this is what the Simpsons based Lisa needs braces off of. And you were like, yes, dear. And I was just like, because at first what was happening, I was like, oh, this spoofed whatever the Simpsons spoofed. Nope, this is what the Simpsons spoofed. Yeah, I was like, what did you think? What did you think that scene was all this time from the Simpsons? Like- no idea. I assume some sort of plastic surgery's gone wrong type scene, <laughs> but um, didn't know it was Batman. And as someone who has seen that episode many times, I yeah. was like, I appreciate this. <laughs> I appreciate this very much, but it did give me quite the giggle. Mm-hmm. What I thought was funny, funny, like just going off of that scene. Cause that's the first time he's laughing and crazy and stuff. I thought it was, I wrote down. It's very funny. He goes from zero to full clown gimmick in like 20 seconds. Like, yeah. like, the, it's it's like the next day when he's killing people with joy buzzers. And what is in that acid that did it? And what was in that speed of joy buzzer? What was that joy buzzer hooked up? Did he have like a car battery in his pants? <laughs> like what was it hooked up to to literally fry that man? I I don't know. I mean, obviously the they they were like, hey, this is a thing in the comics, you know. <laughs> but but like, let's not put too much thought into it. But yes, if you think about it, technically, how would that have worked? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like uh, he. So he's taking over the the crime, which I mean, tends to be the thing that Joker does is he takes over the crime syndicates and the whole thing. And like the what was the the crime boss's name that he worked for? Grissom? Grissom. Grissom. Yeah. And like, I always appreciate Batman having rogues that are literally just mafia guys. Like, not like someone like you know kingpin who is in his own way has like some sort of superpower i guess but not really he's just really strong yeah which and is, really fat yeah but like these are just regular mafiosos and i always appreciate that about batman is like sometimes she's gotta beat up a mafia guy like mm-hmm. but then the joker kills him because they both was well, because the reason joker gets set up by grisham because jack yes or joker was doing the doot do with grissom's girl yes at first i thought it was grissom's daughter and i was like oh that's not right mm. that's his lady lover yes which is he's like, sugar bumps sugar bumps yeah and i said to you i was like oh did you realize that's jerry hall and you looked at me like nope and i was like you don't know who jerry hall is do you and you're <laughs> yeah. like nope not a clue yeah jerry hall is a very 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 famous model and was married to Mick Jagger. Ah, well, there you go. One of many women who has been at one point married to Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, believable as a beautiful young woman married to a much older man. Yes, fair. So, I mean, and she was a model in the in the movie as well. Like, yeah. and her character was a model as well. Yeah. So, but like, and it's one because like I know who Jerry Hall is, and most of what I saw of her was when I was. A little sort of late 90s early 2000s so seeing her in this i was like oh like i always knew jerry hall was a beautiful woman but jerry hall is a beautiful woman mm-hmm. like dang no wonder Mick Jagger married her she's like his second or third wife or something like that i i don't know i, I had, had no a lot clue. of wives i'm not shocked i mean it's Mick Jagger, right as the story goes on, obviously Bruce and and I like the introduction 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 of Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. 
at the party and then he kind of reveals himself that he's actually Bruce Wayne and there's like this instant connection with uh, Vicky Vale and him and it's like it's like it's suit of art it looks like it's from Japan it's like it is from Japan well, yeah. how do you know that I bought it in Japan yeah. and it's just like oh smooth the funny thing about because I, I didn't really like really think about it too much in this movie his Bruce Wayne is very silly like no i shouldn't say silly he's Cheeky. he's funny yeah he's, he's a witty guy yeah he's but like i feel like he's got the the humor of someone who uses humor to mask deep pain yeah and meanwhile in batman returns he's just got more deep pain yeah well he's I a mean, lot more broody in batman returns well i mean in this one he's he's got a lady love who's lighting up his life and is bringing joy to his heart and in the next one i mean his lady love is his true lady love but it's Catwoman. So, I mean, really, that's a whole big kettle of fish. Yeah. But like, but so he immediately invites her to stay over. And like, I never really, how long are we supposed to be assuming they've been dating before he's like, I'm going out of town for a few days. Was that like the next day? So, okay. So they, from what I gathered, the way that it is framed from what I saw, she goes out of his place for dinner. They have they have dinner in that room and they're like, this is not very intimate. Let's go have dinner with Alfred. And then Alfred goes to bed. They drink a shit ton of wine, go to the bone zone. Yep. And then that scene where he's like, oh, I can't. I got to go is the next day. But they act like they've been dating like he, both of them, like him, too. When yeah. he talks about her and stuff, like they act like they've been seeing each other for months at this point. So yeah, I was no. like, it's like the next day. Like they've obviously fallen hard for each other, which is And they both kind of say as much. Yeah, they're like really, really invested in like each other, but he's like, Oh, I got the secret. Mind you, like she's at one point hanging upside down on that like exercise. I thought that was a little too on the nose. I was like, (laughs) weird flex, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've always thought that it's like I think I was a kid, I'm like, oh, he's upside down like a bat. But then as time has gone on, I'm like, okay, I get it. He's it's a bat, right? But yeah, a little too on the nose that part. But yeah, the whole thing. I mean, obviously, you got so much time, right? They got to, and they're focusing on the two characters with Joker and Batman. Yeah, everything involving both of those characters seems to move very quickly. It does. It does. And like, because he immediately is like, "Oh, I'm going out of town." And Alfred does not wingman for him at all. He's like, "We're gonna be here for a while. Yeah. We're not going anywhere." Yeah, like yeah, but like way to blow it, Alfred. He does, but I mean. He uh, he and Vicky have this really good spark, which is which I found really sweet. Mm-hmm. And I was like rooted, even though I'm like I'm Batman Catwoman all the way, like especially after because I and again it's because my first real introduction with Batman was the cartoon where he always had a bit of a thing with Catwoman in the cartoon, yeah. and then Batman Returns. So in this, I like I was like I'm fully like in that ship, but watching him with Vicky, I was like. I'm rooting for these kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they deserve happiness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they, 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 both actors did a good job with it. One thing I thought that was really interesting in this movie, because it's like the only time it ever comes up, is basically he's like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then Alfred's like, why don't you just tell your Batman? And he's basically like, well, yeah. And then he goes and he tells it. Like, he goes to he tell her. He wants to, but... He- could you imagine having that conversation? Like, if I just was like, "Hun, we've been together for almost eleven years now." Yeah, I'm Wonder Woman. I am Wonder Woman. That'd be <laughs> freaking cool. I have an invisible jet. That would be cool. And then uh, I'm like, "Why are we driving around the, the city like suckers? If you could be flying us around in an invisible jet." I know, right? What's yeah. wrong with me? But speaking of driving around, so I didn't. I didn't know that the Batwing was in this, which is pretty cool. Oh, you forgot about Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, obviously you have yeah. No, I forgot. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got the the Batmobile in the style that I prefer, which yes, is yes. like totally It's such a good Batmobile design. It aesthetically looks great. Mm-hmm. Totally useless, I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I'm, it's I like a hundred feet long and like it's just goof. But like it works so well. But you know what doesn't work? So he, he's got like the remote control action of cars that we don't even have yet, which yeah. is, but like he, he tells well, he's like Batman, the, he's, he's, he's a scientist. Yeah. He's got that shit figured out, but he tells it to put like shields on. And then you see the claymation 
It's not claymation. It's stop motion. No, it's made of clay. It's obviously it's, made of clay. I don't think so. It's got that clayy look to it. It's because it's a model. It's not because it's clay. Yeah. Either way. I can't wait to watch RoboCop with you. You're going to shit yourself. I've seen RoboCop. Yeah, but that's stop motion too. Yeah, and I hate it. <laughs> it's so funny. If a whole movie is something like Nightmare Before Christmas, I like that, or Coraline. Yeah. That's really well done. But those are fake. But this stuff is like molded. Mm-hmm. And I just. It makes me feel gross mm-hmm. on like a deep level. Like I hate it. And when there was an episode of Gravity Falls where it's revealed that Mabel has a fear of claymation, I was like, thank God I'm not alone because I hate it. And then that I episode is full it. of claymation. But I hate claymation. You okay? You need a nap? No. Yes, maybe. I hate it. I just think it's disgusting. I think everything about claymation is wrong. I would say that it is stop motion and not claymation. I don't care what it is. I hate it. I know. To, I know. As I've r- ranted about it for a solid like three minutes, I just. We also previously talked about your hatred of claymation in Gremlins. I hate it. Yes. <laughs> it makes me feel like barfy. Mm-hmm. Moving in. Do a, a a different less hatred filled hatred filled. There was there was a couple things about the movie that I noticed for the first time. After I mean, again, I've, these are movies I've watched. I've watched this movie hundreds of times. Well, not hundreds, but a lot, probably a lot. And there's a couple things that I've never noticed until this 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 watch through. One is that Joker he like immediately has nerve gas that like kills people and puts the smile on his face, right? Yeah. There is a Maybe shot. His... No, no but go ahead. There's a shot in the movie of like a table with like a CIA document on it. That's like nerve gas. Oh, and I never noticed that before. I did notice that. And I'm like, oh, that's where all the nerve gas comes from. That makes so much more sense mm-hmm. that he just immediately has nerve gas is that he just kind of stumbled onto this stockpile of CIA shit. Also, there's a line in this movie that. You know, I, you know, when you're like a kid and you hear a thing and you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that means. And then if somebody's like, what does it mean? And you're just like, I have, I have no idea what that means. I finally looked up something. Okay. There is a line in this movie. Joker is talking to Bob and he says, I'm of a mind to make some Mookie. And I w- always was like, huh? Okay. I know what that means. No, I've no, I've no clue. What the hell does yeah, that mean? What does mean? that mean? It means he's horny. Oh, yeah, that makes sense in the context. Yeah, he's like he's super into Vicky too. Yeah, he's like, horny, and I'm like, wow, I never knew that. Yeah, he's super into Vicky because, like, as much as like Jerry Hall's character is very beautiful, she's just a ding dong, right? Right, like, right. So it's 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 nice to see that both the hero and the villain are like yeah she's beautiful but i like that she's an assertive and strong woman too and i'm like yeah yeah that's what matters more no joker shouldn't be going for it because he's gross also speaking of bob i wrote down one point because at one point like bob's been loyal to joker the whole time yeah like he's his like best buddy he's he's his, his number two or number one or whatever he's number him. one guy yeah like he and then he just shoots him and it's just like uh, why kill bob and then i was like oh wait it's the joker he does that kind of shit yeah like, yeah, he just, he's chaos. Yeah, he just does whatever he wants. Yeah. And then, yeah, but like, it goes, so eventually, like, they're at the chemical plant near the end, and like, they blow up the chemical plant. All, like, yeah, they, Batman all kills these, everyone inside. But like, also, possibly every outside, all those chemicals are going to go in the water. It's on the water. The water supply of Gotham has been tainted by <laughs> Batman. But didn't he give, like... No, what was it? He gave the solutions to not get poisoned. So there you go. But Batman if it's just in the, the water day. supply, they're screwed. <laughs> He's literally poisoned all of Gotham <laughs> and the surrounding areas, killed off all the fish in the water. Like, Batman did a bad thing. <laughs> Blowing up the plant was a bad idea. I suppose one could say that would be problematic. It was very problematic. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of things that Batman does in this movie that, like, you know, mostly involves killing people. He does. And, like, there's never, like, because oftentimes in, like, the, especially the superhero movies of now, you'll see them, like, grapple with, like, but 
but how do I stop him permanently? It's like, you might have to kill him. It's like, no, my code of honor, I cannot kill. And then, you know, it's like, oh, but I might have to kill him. Oh, but I can't kill him, but I might have to kill him. And then they have to kill him. And it's like, it's this huge thing. No, this Batman is like dead, 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 and you're dead. He straight up tells Joker he's going to kill him. Yeah, and he has no quarrels about it through the whole movie. He's just like, all right, I'm going to have to kill this guy. Done. And then when it comes like he's got his chance to do it, he has super guns and missiles <laughs> and everything else. And Joker just stands there and he fires them all at him and misses entirely. And then Joker pulls out the longest doofiest gun of all time yes. and goes ah, bang and hits batman like perfectly like super marksman and i'm like all that all that technology and yep. he couldn't have like an aiming system like what the hell batman it, it's like that old um that old joke which is not true by the way that nasa scientists u.s science scientists spent millions of dollars developing a pen that could write in oh. space and then russia used the pencil yeah, and they can't anyway because it's graphite and it could cause like a fire. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's... That's the that's joke. The I understand, joke. yeah, yes. but it doesn't actually work like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. But I mean, I, I feel like that's the kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, put this doofy freaking gun. He just shoots the Batwing out of the sky. And it's just like, really? Really? Hun, I don't know if you recall, he pulls this giant gun out of his pants. Yeah, that seems dangerous. And then, later, shrinks the barrel by pushing it and then uses the same gun to fire a, a little flag. It is a Joker. Nothing makes sense. Yeah, you raise a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But like, so they're in like the top of this like tower with it's bell a, tower. Yeah, it's the church. Yeah. The cathedral. And I love that Commissioner Gordon is completely useless. In this oh, movie. yeah. Yeah. In every, <laughs> but in every scene, he's completely. So at the chemical plant, he's like, I'm going to shoot him. And he just kind of is like. Do, 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 I'm gonna get shot. Do, uh-huh. do, do. He's just damn, but he's used. And then it's like the this giant bell from the bell tower is blocking their path, and he's just like, "I'm gonna try and lift it." It's like, no, this thing has to weigh like two thousand pounds. What but are you then, doing? but then he's like, "Oh well, better get out of here, boys. Pack it in, <laughs> pick them away, toys." It's so funny. It was the first time I've ever caught that like we were watching it and then and then he's just like oh well better go like i guess we better leave that's guys the end of that and that's the end of that caper <laughs> yeah and it was just it was just so funny like both of us were laughing at that because it was just so silly that he's like well i guess i can't do anything yeah like he he's just like okay yeah well, done, so leave done. everything to batman yeah meanwhile they're like typical like oh we can't let batman you know be the good guy he's mm. probably a bad guy meanwhile we are obviously because like commissioner gordon being a batman ally is a big part of commissioner gordon's story which i thought was always interesting about the tim burton movies because he's not really like he is but he's not like they they give him the signal at the end of the movie but it's like the only time i can think of where they don't have a relationship where like like think of the cartoon you know batman and christopher gordon are like hanging out on rooftops chatting all the time and and they have a good working relationship yeah and the christian bale movies they begin the first movie it shows them becoming friends like friends you know working together and and how they're really yeah and then their relationship is pivotal to both the second and third movie you know and i mean gary oldman is problematic but he is a fantastic actor right i don't remember the even you know, I, i've not seen the scene but i know jk simmons is commissioner gordon in the new batman the the affleck batman really? and they have a rooftop scene where they talk and and stuff so interesting yeah okay but then so they're in the bell tower so joker has yet again captured vicky vale because he's all about her and so batman goes up there to save him and this scene at the on the bell tower i'm just like it just he fights henchman after henchman which after- how did the henchman get up there Maybe they're already there. Like, I well, don't know. were they waiting? Because because he goes to the cathedral, and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to the." He tells his men, "He's like, meet me at the cathedral, you know, give." And then he goes up there, and then he stops anybody else from following them. But then they're already up there. <laughs> yeah, like he, it's just, but like, there's all these like not even all these. There's like three or four goons, and Batman fights them all and beats them all, whatever. And the one dude just jumps in a hole and dies. Mm-hmm. That was pretty, that was actually pretty funny. Yes, but like, 
it just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I was like, this scene could have been five minutes shorter easily. Mm-hmm. Like Batman could have just had one like really, but I guess that's probably like a downside of like one of the, the sacrifices of its budget is rather than like choreographing one big fight where Batman shows off that he's Batman and yeah. like gadgets and like fighting skills and blah, blah, blah. Like four guys trying to fight Batman at once. He's like one-on-one like, okay, that guy's done. Okay. Slow fight with this guy. Cause the choreography in this movie is not as good as the next movie. No. And, and close. I, I think part of the reason behind they're like, let's make Batman fight a bunch of henchmen. is because he kicks the absolute shit out of the Joker. Yeah. Like, decimates him yeah very quickly yeah and the only reason that like the fight isn't over faster is because they all go over the edge yeah and speaking of okay like i said i've been very proud that in january i've really upped my like fitness and health goals Mm -hmm. and i i gotta say i've gotten i've been doing really good i've been doing yoga i've been jogging i'm feeling really good there is no way I could hang from a building right. by my fingertips for as long as any of these three do. And like, okay, Batman, maybe he's got special gear. Maybe he's got something on his gloves that makes it easier, like reinforcements in the arms to help take the weight off. Who knows? Yeah. Vicki Vale is a photojournalist. She does not like ever get shown at the gym. She's wearing just a regular like dress. Like this woman, there's no way she would have been able to hold herself up fire and that's the other thing and like this isn't sexism this is true men have stronger upper bodies than women women have stronger lower bodies than men it has to do with bearing children it's fine there is no way any of them could have held on and that's one of those and it's like one of those things where like playing assassin's creed and you do all these scenes where you're like shuffling along by your fingertips and stuff and yeah. it's just like i don't think there's very many people who can actually do that I, I, it's fiction. I don't know what to tell it's you. It's one of those things that always takes me out of a scene when they're hanging for that long. What if they're holding their breath for like six minutes? That's another fun one too. Hey, Tom Cruise can do it. And didn't I hear that Kate Winslet actually broke Tom Cruise's record of doing that? No, oh, maybe. I, I didn't. I don't know if I heard of that. But yeah, Tom Cruise can do it. So I guess anybody can do it. No, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise crazy. Yeah, he's insane. Yeah. So the Joker falls. Batman wins. Gets the girl. Gets the girl. Gets the butler. Until the until the movie ends and then the sequel yeah, happens then she and all of this up, is unwritten. Yeah, she doesn't show up in the second one at all. Like there's no like it's just a reference that like when he's talking to Selena in the second one where he he mentions something that she's like, Oh, he didn't let her in or something. He's like, Oh no, I let her too far in mm-hmm. to my life or whatever, and that's why she left. So Yeah. I mean, I can understand. Well, by that time he's more dark and brooding, right? Well, he's, he's, he's got darker brooding because she left. He's got a lot less one-liners. Well, he's got a lot less like emotional support at home, but like he's got that big spotlight that shoots him in the face and when <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. But like <laughs> he he's everything is just wrapped up in a neat little package, and like I gotta say, this movie very much looks like a Tim Burton movie. All the background, like the cityscapes, yeah. The city itself, like any shot of the city where it's with a, it looks like it looks like Dracula's castle. Mm-hmm. The entire city looks like Dracula's castle. But like Dracula's castle, if Tim Burton designed it. Yeah. He's got a very specific style, mm-hmm. but like it works for the movie because it is like, again, this is like in an era where it's, it's a comic book movie. It looks like a comic book. Whereas if, if someone were to make a comic book movie now that looks like a comic book, people would be like, this is stupid. Yeah. But like, that's not what it was in 1989. It was a comic book movie. So it looks like a comic book. Yeah. One of the things I really liked is actually a lot of the, the technology as well is like, all over the place mm-hmm. and it doesn't date it like it's it's kind of like what they did with it follows in the sense of like the technology there's stuff that happens it's futuristic but then there's stuff where like this looks old as shit yeah so it, it doesn't really put it in a specific time frame like a lot of the stuff makes it look like it's like the 30s but then you know batman gets into his cave and he's got like the most modern sony televisions in what? his cave why does he have that one poor bat in a cage that's true. That one poor the bat rest is... of the bats are all free, but then there's one bat in a cage. Maybe it's an isolation because it's showing signs of rabies. Or 
maybe that bat's a dick. Maybe. And he's maybe just it's being... a dick because he's got rabies. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if you get rabies, it's most likely because you got it from a bat. Oh, fair. That's the. I mean, you mean the guy sits in a cave with bats all day. You got to protect yourself. Maybe right? that's why he became Batman because he got rabies. He just got rabies. Aggression issues. <laughs> Broke his brain. He's got hydrophobia. Don't get bit by Batman. Do you know if you find a bat in your house and you have a cut on you, you have to get rabies shots because if the bat bit you, you could be exposed to rabies. And if you find a bat in your child's room, you have to get your kid rabies shots because they can't tell you if they've really been like bit or not. And you can't tell for sure. So basically, if you find a bat in your bedroom, you should get a rabies shot. Okay. I'm a hypochondriac. I, I look into these things. Do you remember that time that we were walking William to daycare? And we saw a bat on the road. And we saw a bat on the road. And then the rabies truck showed up. And the rabies truck ran it over. No, it didn't run it over. It came close. But we it, found it later squished. Someone else ran it over. It was yeah. right on the side of the road. But yeah. like because it was a bat in the daytime on the street on the ground, it was sick. Like yeah. that's what happens with sick bats. They were someone probably called it in and reported that there was a bat on the road and the rabies team showed up. And then they couldn't find it because a car ran it over. Probably. Yes. So that was a fun time. Yeah. Anyway, Batman. I um, like bats, though, but I do <laughs> understand the danger of bats. Fair. When I was talking about how the end of the movie wraps everything up, that was me trying to segue into ending the show. Oh, sorry. But we continued to talk about bats for a while and other it was things. It like two minutes. And it was good, though. It's always a good conversation. But I think... On that point, this point, we should start moving on. Critics, because we had those were our thoughts on this movie, but critics in 1989 had thoughts on the movie. So, Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews? So, this film holds a 71% critical approval rate on mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes and an 84% uh, audience rate, which I feel like those numbers are about what I expected. Mm -hmm. If anything, I feel like the critical response is a bit higher than I expected. But the audience score, I, I'd say, is exactly where I'd, I would have put it. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, homeboy Roger Ebert says, It is a triumph of design over story, style over substance. A great-looking movie with a plot you can't care much about. <laughs> but his best bro, Gene Siskel, says, It is refreshingly adult in its approach with performances, direction, and set design that draws you into a psychological world. He quite liked it. Mm -hmm. Vincent Candy of the New York Times didn't love it says the wit is all pictorial the film meanders mindlessly from one image to the next as does a comic book it doesn't help that the title character remains such a wimp even when played by Michael Keaton not that Michael Keaton is a wimp but that but the character, the character is, a wimp, is a wimp which is funny that nobody would call Batman a wimp these days you unless there's some like dude bros like whatever man I could beat up Batman he's He's a wimp. You know, to be fair, there's quite a lot of Batman getting his butt kicked in this movie. He's beginner Batman. He's not as good at being Batman as he is in the second one yet. He's he's still learning. Fair. Because there's a lot of moments where like Batman falls into like a pile of garbage and then gets like a bunch of dudes run up and start stomping him. Yeah. You know, that happens. That happens more than once. Yeah. But like, again, he's new. Fair. He still wins. It's true. And it did win. An Academy Award oh. for Best Art Direction for Set Decoration. Was it nominated for Best Song with Bat Dance? I don't think so. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I will admit, I, I'm not a big Prince person. No, not really? Like, not even Purple Rain, 1999? No. The Most Beautiful Girl in the Room? I like Nothing Compares to You and Sung by Sinead O'Connor. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. What about what about Kevin Smith's Prince story? Do you like that? That's a fun. I don't know that story. I don't oh, it. it's a fun anecdote. It's a very long. It's like a thirty-minute story. I, I can't tell yeah. it. To he and he, I wouldn't tell it as good as don't, he did. So don't. I'm done. I'm, I don't. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I guess that's it. Getting into uh, to our reviews then now, isn't it? So you go first. Yeah. So I expected that I was going to love it because, I mean, I mean it was my it's pick. It's Batman. It's, it's Batman. And, I mean, I did. 
It's a double butter yeah? for me. Yeah, there's no way it wasn't going to be a double butter. The one thing I will say, and this is this is a recurring theme that has come up in some of my movies that I've been giving double butters to, and it's that I was getting tired by the end, and I just wanted the movie to be over so I could go to sleep. <laughs> so when you were talking about earlier about like that fight scene where he's at the top of the cathedral and he's fighting everybody else before he fights Joker, it was like uh, during that scene in the movie, I'm like, oh, come on, just fight Joker. Yeah, I, I was. I'm ready for bed. Old. I was tired. <laughs> it's a lot. It's uh, so you, you say double though. I say double. It, it's obviously like you said, the Jack Nicholson's Joker is amazing. I I, I enjoy. Michael Keaton's Batman quite a bit. I forgot how funny he is as Bruce Wayne. The scene that you mentioned, the the whole scene with like when they're having soup, like that that whole scene where they're having soup and dinner and they're passing the salt. That scene is just really funny. It's like, cute. It's, it's, it's very, very cute. Yeah, but I mean, even his moments of of being Batman, even though he gets his butt kicked a couple times, they're they're still very good. Like he's he's a, a cool Batman. And, you know, he murders a bunch of dudes, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I, I would still, I would definitely still give it a, a double letter. I do not. I didn't think you would. No, I'm going to go with a plane. I found every performance fantastic. They were all well done. I feel like the movie itself is just a little boring. Mm-hmm. Like it's so weird. The story itself is boring. The performances save it. Like the performance and the visuals of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I was actually it. about to say visuals as well. But the actual story itself is just—I mean, like I said, the 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 critical response is that like Eber was right. It's just it's style and good acting over like an actual good plot, and like it's just it meanders. It's too long. They could have easily cut out twenty minutes of it, and I was just I was like okay just get to the end of the movie by the end and i was over it but like i wasn't over the performances i was just like the story needs to end Mm -hmm. and for that reason i would say it's definitely worth a watch but if i was going to sit down and watch a michael keaton batman movie it would never be this batman okay it would be batman Batman Returns every day for eternity every day for eternity yeah it's a much better movie than this okay i guess yeah on on that Note that will do it for this week's episode, but next week we will be taking a look at. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to pick something oh, fun. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> because my last couple of picks have been sort of duds uh-huh. and not super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, Twister was a lot of fun, but Twister that was, was a while ago. Yeah, and that was the last fun. And then before that, I picked Wayne's World and Backdraft and The Exorcist. And like, I was just like, I haven't watched anything fun besides Twister in a long time for my pick. So we're going to watch something fun that Mm -hmm. I know is going to be fun because it's fun, 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 fun. We're going to watch Bring It On. Oh, God. Okay. I I haven't seen this. Oh, you're going to love it. It's so much fun. It is, hunt. you're finally going to get some of my leg. It's cold in here. Yeah, there must be some clovers in the atmosphere. You say that a lot. Yes. Every time I'm cold, I'm like, "Burr." You don't need to repeat it. You don't need to repeat it. Okay. Yeah. No, because not too long ago, not too long ago, I remember two days ago it was cold outside. No, no, not even that. I remember there something. It bring it on is on one of the streaming services. It's on like all of them. But you were like, "Wait, bring it on is on blank." Now, you know, I really want to watch that. And then I said, I've never seen it. And then you immediately like went searching to see if it hit our criteria. So I knew this was just like a sword of Damocles hanging over (laughs) my head. I'm like, I'm going to have to watch Bring It On soon. It's so good. Don't judge it. I'm not. I'm not. It's just. And I know the payback is you're going to make me watch the Star War. (laughs) (laughs) Someday. Someday I got to figure it out. I got to figure out what I'm going to do because I've said, as I said, with the Star Wars, I mentioned this. I'm like, would you technically be watching the movie that I'm I want to see because, like, I wanted you to to see because of the special editions. They're they're different enough, right? They're still the same, but whatever. It's just me being semantical, I suppose you could say. But yes, probably at someday you will end up watching a Star War. 
I don't want to, but I mean, you'll probably end up watching all the Star Wars uh, at some point. Huh? Trust me, please go in to bring it on with an open mind. I think you will really enjoy it. Okay, it like, is a lot of fun. I know you're like it's a sort of Damocles. I, it's just uh. it's it's just something that like I've never in my life felt interested in watching. And why is that? I don't know. It's just it's a girl movie. I yeah, sure. We'll go with that because I mean. <laughs> Girl movies are for were for girls, right? Like, I was not the target audience for this film. Can you argue that? I mean, you're not, but it's got Kirsten Dunst and yes. Elijah Dushku, and they're both pretty hot. Okay, and the story is fun, and the actual cheer performances are fantastic to watch, and the music is great, and the whole like the story is good, and like it's funny super funny i'm so excited to watch it okay well can we well, watch it now no damn it because i will be tired 10 minutes in oh i'm gonna be tired right now so. <laughs> well let's watch it right now oh gabrielle union does she's a leader of the clover she's amazing okay well i'll open minds will be kept up for next week's episode but for this episode of burnt popcorn i am mike i'm laura and burr it's cold <sighs> in here and burr <laughs> We hope you'll join us on our next episode. Until then, we'll talk to you guys again. Uh, soon. Good night.